Well, hello and welcome to Travel Writers Radio. You're tuned to Melbourne's J Air 88 FM. We're here again until 7pm and we do want to thank you for joining us. I'm your host, Graeme Kemlow, and my co-host is Rita Ehrlich. Hi, Rita. Hi, Graham. Hello, listeners. Graham, you haven't been well, I hear. No, I've... Uh, I've been hiding from the dreaded Lurgy for three years, Rita, but he got me last week. And um, it knocked me round a bit. <laughs> Pardon me, I've got to say, uh, knocked me quite flat, actually. So i that's the reason, dear listener, why there was no show last week. One minute I was feeling fine, the next minute I, I was not. Um, anyway, um, there's an overwhelming sort of tiredness I found about having COVID, but there's also... A little bit of brain fog, and uh, I wasn't sleeping very well, so I've just found simple tasks uh, a bit difficult. Anyway, that's my experience with this thing. And uh, but we but we have managed to pull a show together for you this week, and um, so that's that's got to be some good news. However, there's been some weird stuff happening out on the water. Almost a case of deja vu all over again. If you get my drift, cruise ships coasting around uh, the Australian coast are reporting COVID cases. And, of course, this um, this happened right at the start of COVID back in, in 2020. Well, it's happening again. I watched a ship dock beside the Opera House when I was in Sydney the other week, and it had 800 positive cases on board. We don't know what happened to them, but uh, one of our reporters and her husband is caught up on another COVID cruise, Carolyn Jasinski, is uh, due to speak with me on Saturday from Darwin when the Queen Elizabeth, the Cunard vessel of that same name, um, docked in Darwin. However, she um, was not able to do that. She'd been on board as a guest lecturer when the Indonesians found that there was um, uh, this uh, lurgy on the vessel. It was not allowed into Indonesian waters. So it's been making its way down our very long west coast for the past three days. It's due in Fremantle today. Uh, quarantine, perhaps? Who knows? But hopefully we'll have the chance to speak with her for next week's show. Um, and meanwhile, we had a couple of other reporters out and about. Fiona Harper is at the bottom of the earth. She's down in Ushuaia in uh, South America waiting to take a ship. Probably she's on the vessel now, I would think taking her to the Antarctica. Uh, she did send some photos. They were terrific photos, actually. She'd been wandering around this area, and um, it looks like deep, deep Tasmania. Um, I don't know whether there's any actual uh, relationship between the landmass uh, of Ushuaia and the landmass of Tassie, um, but it could, she could have been in Tassie. It looked terrific. Anyway... Um, our other reporter, Belinda Jackson, has been in tropical Sarawak. That's the largest of the Malaysian states. It sits on the northwest side of the island of Borneo. I've been there a number of times, about four times. It's got a fascinating history, and it's probably the last place on Earth you'll be able to see the orang-utan, or the orangutan, if you want to uh, use it uh, in its vernacular form. This is the man of the forest living uh, in, in the natural state, in rainforest land that's rapidly being cleared for palm oil and for other uh, plantations and also for development. That's happening both in Malaysia and in Indonesia. Anyway, Belinda will be here with us next week to talk about Sarawak. 
And uh, I love the place. I think it's really uh, fascinating. It's a very tribal uh, part of Malaysia, even though it is a, an Islamic community. It's very tribal. And uh, they used to be headhunters there. So it's got a certain sort of um, danger about it, I suppose. A bit, of, a bit of charm as well. Meanwhile, life goes on and we've assembled a bunch of stories for you tonight. And uh, Rita's going to tell us all about them. Rita. Lots of things to look forward to next week, but this week we have lots of stories. Graham Kemlo, that's you, is known for his love of Hawaii and its gentle culture. On his last visit four years ago, he interviewed Kumujo Reka, a local Hawaiian cultural historian and teacher renowned for his knowledge of Waikiki. Sadly, Joe died last week, aged 75, and we're going to replay the interview Graham recorded with Joe. Belinda Jackson was back in Australia for only a few days before she took off again for Sarawak, but we have two reports from her tonight. The first is an interesting visit to Ireland, where she says the locals are reclaiming Halloween from Americans and are again celebrating this 2,000-year-old Celtic festival in a small village called Trim, about an hour out of Dublin. Belinda joined their Puka celebration. Belinda also reports tonight on her recent visit to Spain, where she enjoyed such a fabulous experience in a small former tobacconist shop in Herith, watching a powerful performance by a flamenco dancer and her musicians, while standing at the bar, eating tapas, drinking sherry and chatting with the locals. Belinda enjoyed it so much, she went back the next night for another session. But these are the experiences we're meant to savour, raw, authentic and serendipitous. And Rita Ehrlich, that's you, speaks to one of Melbourne's preeminent city restaurateurs, Dennis Lucy of Bottega, about how he managed to succeed during the pandemic when some others did not. That's all coming up now on Travel Riders Radio here on J Air 88 FM in Melbourne. <laughs> 